0: Welcome to an edition of the Music City Drive-In, brought to you by Geek Vibes Nation. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we are going to give our live trailer reaction thoughts to Ghostbusters Afterlife. We're also excited to announce the first annual Music City Drive-In, the Whiskeys categories. And we're going to break down all of the Golden Globe nominations and give our thoughts. And as always, I am joined by my friend who is very upset because The Lion King has more Golden Globe nominations than Uncut Gems. Jacob, how are you, my friend?
1: Uh, I've been better. Um, I, I, I'm a little upset about the Uncut Gems, but there might be a little more things I'm upset about a little bit later.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to kind of dive into that, but I'm also excited to announce to you guys that you could check out the com. Jacob and I have gotten together and we have unleashed all of our reviews under one stop shop now. So right now on the website, you can check out the Honey Boy review from Jacob and I. You can check out our Marriage Story reviews, 1917. You can check out our Golden Globe Instant Reactions. We even dropped a Wonder Woman, no Wonder Woman, sorry. We dropped <laughs> We dropped our trailer reaction to Black Widow. That's the superhero movie that I was thinking of. Sorry about that. But folks, I'm so excited because Jacob and I have been working really hard together to put some stuff together, and we decided to put it under one roof. And Jacob, I'm really excited to join forces with you, my man.
1: Uh, I am too. I mean, this is, you know, we've been, we've been teasing at it for a while. Uh, this is something that we've been putting a lot of work into. Um, you know, I've, I've been killing myself trying to do this and do everything else, but I'm really excited where it's going.
0: Me too as well. And obviously at the beginning of the episode, you did hear we have a new partnership with our friends over at geekvibesnation.com. Check them out. Our podcast is going to be over uh, available over there. We're also going to be releasing some of our movie reviews and articles on their website as well as ours. So I'm excited to partner with those guys. Jacob, are you ready to watch this Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer?
1: Yes, I'm excited for you to see it. Um, and I'm excited to get into it. Let's go.
0: All right, folks. Let's do our trailer reaction piece brought to you by NashvilleNoise.com where you can check out all the latest in reviews, videos, music. Cardi Howell runs a fantastic site. You can see several of my reviews of the 4DX experience. Go check it out, NashvilleNoise.com. Jacob, you've talked up this trailer several times to me. So are you ready to talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife? I am ready. All right, here we go. Three, two. One and play. All right, we got the old fashioned Ghostbuster logo. Three, two. Oh, they already did the three, two, one for us. My bad.
1: What are you doing here in Somerville anyway? Honestly, my mom won't say it, but we're completely broke. And the only thing that's left in our name is this creepy old farmhouse our grandfather left us in the middle of nowhere. Why'd
0: you bring me up here?
1: We should have had, like, the
0: nerdy boy from... Oh, wait, that is the nerdy boy from uh, Stranger yep. Things. Whoops. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> Somehow, a town that isn't anywhere near a tectonic plate, that has no fault lines, no fracking, no loud oh, music even... Oh, it's Ant-Man. ...is shaking on a daily basis. Up to the dining table now! I mean, shouldn't he just morph into an ant hey, in and fix that everything? we
1: died under a table. Huh? <laughs> I found this in my living room. Whoa! Oh, Killer replica. A replica of what? A ghost trap. <sighs> Gosh. There hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years.
0: I like the slow build, you know. New York in the 80s. Uh huh. It's like The Walking Dead. Your dad never mentioned this to you. It's just
1: my mom. My grandfather died. My mom says we're just here to pick through the rubble of his life. Wait a minute.
0: Who are you? Uh-oh. In 2020. Is that the trailer? Yeah. Oh, I'm a little underwhelmed, to be honest with you. Uh, oh, I, I loved it. I, I mean, loved every second of it. I mean, it, it was okay. I mean, it was nothing okay. nothing groundbreaking. I, okay, so let me start by saying this. I like the slow build to it. It didn't reveal too much, obviously, for the, it kind of being a teaser opening first trailer. So that's kind of a nice thing. I do think that trailers have gotten really bad to... Uh, kind of give you the entire story in the trailer. That's why I had to try to watch as little as possible anymore. But
1: other than that, I mean,
0: it's it's an okay trailer, you know. It's look. So
1: it's okay. here, here's my thing on it. It has a much different feel. Uh, and being Jason Reitman, I mean, you know from his films, he can get to a much more like kind of like it has that drama like coming of age story it gives me it gives me a big feel of like a a bumblebee like a few years ago like it just seems like it's gonna be a fun a fun you know kind of dramatic um funny you know just coming of age story i mean you can't go wrong with paul rudd um i just think i just like the feel of it i think it, it really does have like strangely like an indie sort of feel especially from the first posters um that came out, but I I love this trailer.
0: I I mean I I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say it wasn't a good trailer, okay? Because it was, and it certainly leaves a lot of intrigue for you know for you to think about what happens and kind of the background story and stuff like that. But at the same time, like I'm super kind of just I guess maybe you just build it up for me really
1: big, and I'm just kind of like, well, I mean, that's, like that's, you said, it, it and... is like you said, it is a it's just a teaser trailer there's gonna be two to three more trailers coming out plus about fifty you know TV spots and everything you could ask for and so um I mean for just the first trailer just for gaining that kind of interest I thought it worked perfectly I thought it was okay
0: i, I um I mean it's okay so for sure what, I will drop off right at the back it's got my interest so I mean that's kind of that kind of to me is where it, it it ends right there. It's it's got my interest. You know what I'm saying? That's that's where that's all that matters, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm a little underwhelmed. I I haven't uh, I haven't even watched the Wonder Woman trailer yet. So I'm excited about that. Maybe we'll do that as oh, a write up this week. So uh, I've heard it's really good. Other from from everybody other than anybody named Jacob. So uh, maybe that could be our write up for the week on uh, trailers. But uh, folks, we're gonna transition right into talking about. The whiskeys. Alright folks, Jacob and I are excited to announce the categories for the upcoming first annual Music City Drive-In Awards. They are going to be called The Whiskies. Um, we have gathered several uh, individuals from all over the world to come in and dive in and help us vote on these awards. We have several of your normal standard categories. Um, but the participants so far, we've got Kai Howell from the Kalina, my DiCaprio host, co host, is going to join us, Christian from Film Optics Podcast, Domin K9 from Geeks Five Nation, and then Brandon Vick from Sobros Network. He is as well going to be a part of. Joining us two in voting for these awards this year. Um, I'm excited. Obviously, we're going to have the best movie award, we're going to have the best actress, best actor, best director, best supporting actor, best supporting actress. And then I'm excited to announce that we're going to give away an honorary award for the most moving performance of the year. And this can be, um, Jacob and I agreed that this can be fall into any category. It could be a moving score, it could be a moving cinematography, it could be. A moving character within the film, but this year I think that the most moving performance for me was Zach gotsigan in Peanut Butter Falcon. I loved his performance, and we Jacob and I could not agree fast enough to give this award to him. And I'm excited for him to be the honorary award for most moving performance this year. Um, it was it was it was just so heartfelt and so raw and so real, and it's a moving story, and I love it. I'm excited because he's going to be the first ever recipient of the award Jacob, what's the next award we got
1: um so the first award we've got is the whiskey award for best drinking movie um, <laughs> this could be anything where you know drinking's a focal point or um, anywhere where they just drink a lot in the movie and so I think this one fits in a lot with the uh, with the title of the award so.
0: Of course, and we have the Nashville Noise Award, which is going to be for the best soundtrack. Um, I'll tell you what, when I was trying to gather my five, there's been some really good soundtracks this year. So I'm excited to gather everybody else's thoughts as well. What you got for
1: us, Jacob? Uh, The next one we've got is the Nashville Award, which is going to be the best music film or film about music. Um, Just kind of fitting in with that Nashville scene.
0: For sure, and then of course we've got the boozy award. I think this is my my one of my favorite um, of the ones we created. This one is going to be focused on the movie you need a drink to get through, um, which means it's it's a movie that is a really rough watch, and if you got a couple of drinks, you can get all the way to the end of it. Um, there's gonna I've seen some of the people that have voted and have nominated some of these films, so it's gonna be interesting to. To see, the cat, to see who the final five are going to be
1: for that award. Jacob, what you got for us? Uh, so the next one we've got is the Hangover Award for the best comedy of the year.
0: Yeah, and then to follow that up, we have the Drive-In Award. That it's, this movie is going to be based on the movie that we felt should
1: have been seen in theaters. And what you got for us, Jacob? Uh, and then uh, we have the Stan Lee uh, slash Geek Vibes Nation Award. And this is going to be for the best comedy book movie of the year Uh, and then to round it out uh, just like how we started with the uh, most moving performance for Zach Gotts again we're going to finish it off with comeback of the year Um, just like in that first honorary performance this could be a film a director a character within a film a actor actress anything to where you know they make a comeback Um, and this year I think Clearly, it's gonna be Shia LaBeouf. Um, you know, for Peanut Butter Falcon, but mainly for Honey Boy, and kind of telling his story and getting, uh, you know, getting his story across and just you know making making a good light back in the public eye.
0: Yeah, I won't lie to you because like I've I re- I wrote my review. I watched that movie for a second time, and it was even better the second time than it was the first
1: time. And, I, yeah, I've seen it four times, and I'm going again uh, on Thursday to see it a fifth.
0: Yeah, we're going again on Thursday to go see it again together, which is exciting as well. But um, thanks to Honey Boy themselves, actually, to be honest with you guys, mm-hmm. um, they're sending us to go see the movie. I- I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked about it because there's, there's, you can get a different experience. It's going to be my second actual theater visit. I know you saw it in theaters already once or tw- you know now twice. So this would be a third one. But I'm excited to kind of dissect it in a different mindset. Um, because every single time it packs a different punch for me and it hits me on an emotional level that I very few films have had the opportunity to hit me on such a personal level the way this one did, Jacob.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, Ricky and I both have our reviews up and I think we're working on trying to get a day to where we can sit down and talk about it for a while. But I mean, every time I've seen this film, I've wanted to raise it higher. Um, I mean, for me Personally, if 1917 wasn't in the mix, this film would be number one in so many categories for me. Um, But yeah, it's just it's it's such a phenomenal film. I don't know how much longer it'll be in theaters, but if you get the chance, please go see it. It's such a moving film. Um, You know, it's such a it's so raw. It's so emotional. It's so real. It's it's just absolutely beautiful.
0: Yeah, exactly, folks. Exactly what Jacob said. Please go see this film because there's a lot of films coming out in the next couple of weeks that are going to completely knock it out of theaters. So please support this film. Please support this piece of art. And um, we are huge fans of the movie, but I'm not just fans of the movie, but the redemption story. So I'm excited to give the comeback award to Shia LaBeouf, and I'm also excited to give the most moving performance of the year to Zach Gotts again. Folks, that was The Whiskies. We are going to announce... One week from tonight, actually, we're going to – or today, whatever you want to call it. One week from today, we are going to announce our nominations of who who made the cut. And then, of course, right before the new year, we're going to announce our first-ever winners for the Whiskey Awards. So I'm super excited to give this to you guys. I think for, year one is just going to be getting our feet wet, and then I think next year we're going to try to make it even bigger um, I'm excited about the uh, potential we have for this because I think we're going to try to get a lot of the pertinent people involved together in one room and just kind of talk about these films. So I hope you enjoy it. We'll also post on the musiccitydrivein.com. We're going to list the categories for you as well, and then we'll also post the nominations whenever we post them to um, the world. All right, folks, now we're going to talk about our goal.
1: Anchor is a
0: one-stop shop for recording and hosting. And distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. And ridiculously easy to use. And now... Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. And that means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if if you've always wanted to start a podcast making money to do it, go to anchor.fm/.start. To join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I cannot wait to hear your podcast. Golden Globe, Globe Reactions, we have several really honest-to-God thoughts that we're going to break down to you and probably, I don't know, ruffle some feathers here. But I'm kind of excited to do it, to be honest with you, Jacob. I think there's some honest things that need to be said on this podcast. There were some serious snubs um that we can talk about. But first we're gonna start off with the best original song. The nominees here were Cats, Rocket Man, Frozen Two, Lion King and Harriet. Um Jacob,
1: your thoughts. Um, yeah, so I just I looked it up real quick because on our on our website we don't have it. So for the songs actually it is Beautiful Ghost from Cats, I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man, Into the Unknown from Frozen Two, Spirit from The Lion King and Stand Up from Harriet. Um, I didn't add those just because I was it was an early morning and I was lazy but uh yeah I mean I think I think all of these fit um, you know the Lion King one might be the one where I would take it out uh, just because I thought spirit was very wrongly praised pra- placed in the movie um, I didn't think it fit I think it got the nomination because beyonce sings a song. Anywho, uh, I agree. Uh, I think Lost in the Woods should have been in it, um, but this isn't this isn't one of the categories I'm going to get too hung up on. Um, you know, I think, like I said, Lion King's a surprise. Um, I think Lost in the Woods should have probably been in it, and I actually do think that Rocket Man will win this one. Um, Especially, I think Rocky Man's easily going to get an Oscar nomination for this song, and they're going to have Taron and Elton up on stage. Where Taryn's not going to be for Best Actor, but, um, but yeah, uh, that's my thoughts. What about you?
0: Yeah, you said pretty much everything I said. Lost in the Woods should have been nominated. That should be the Frozen song. I don't care what anybody says. I love that song. Frozen could easily have three original songs in the uh, in the original song category that could be easily nominated over some of these other ones. Um, I personally could see Rocket Man winning. I just think Cats wins because of Tay-Tay. Transitioning to best original score, um, nominees 1917, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, Motherless Brooklyn. Um, for me personally, Um, Us getting snubbed really hurt Obviously the breaking news in today That Us is going to be eligible For the Oscars which I think is a game changer Um, The big surprise For both of us obviously was Motherless Brooklyn And we are divided On the winners I think the Joker is going to win And Jacob you think I think
1: 1917 is going to win The Motherless Brooklyn choice After seeing the movie I mean the score is very good but the movie is also very not good. I think the only reason I gave it anything above a two-and-a-half star is just because of the score. Um, I thought, if anything, I thought I would have gotten in for original song over original score. Um, but, yeah, I agree. The Us snub, that might have been because they didn't know if the Oscars were going to go for it. Or that might have been because they didn't give any love to Us. Um but no, I think 1917 is going to win this one. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's long overdue for Thomas Newman. Um, I don't know anything about the Globes, but I just know that he has been a long-time nomination, no time win. Um, but I think uh, Little Women getting in here was good. I like that score. And then Marriage Story is going to be not a nice little cousin, Randy versus Thomas Newman, um, for that lead. Uh You know, with Joker, I do. I really like Joker's score, Um, and I think it's probably one of the top three, top four scores of the year. Uh, I just, I can't see anything other than the 1917 winning it right now.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree. I just picked Joker because I personally, hands down, think it's the best score that I've that I hand Joker and Us is really 1A, 1B for me. I love both of the scores. I think the scores are very pertinent for the movies themselves. Obviously, 1917 as well. But transitioning the best foreign language film, The Farewell, Les Miserables, which I guess we need to watch that.
1: Uh, Eric talked that thing up on oh, Twitter. Oh, okay. One second. Yeah. Les Miserables.
0: <laughs> Les Miserables. Pain and Glory, <sighs> Parasite, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Those are the five nominations. Um, Parasite's going to win. Like, there should be – like, they shouldn't even nominate any of these other four movies, um, including The Farewell, which wasn't even that good.
1: Uh, so I think Ricky needs to go see that one again because I liked it – I liked Ricky a lot better when he first came out of the theater than now. Um, I do think The Farewell was a surprise. Uh, I, the Golden Globes have absolutely awful rules when it comes to this. I don't know what i don't know their whole system is but um i'm glad the farewell got in for best foreign language film you know deservedly so it deserves best picture praise um les mis we actually did just get les mis recently and i'm really excited to see it and then portrait of a lady on fire that one's the interesting one because france did decide to put les mis for foreign language film over portrait of a lady on fire so i don't think um if if i know if i know correctly. I don't think Portrait for the Lady on Fire can get the Oscar nomination. So I think uh maybe they'll give it to maybe they'll give it to it here. Um, you know, as a here you go type deal. Maybe the um, dumbest thing ever. I hate then, I hate awards like that. Yeah. Um, I hate it I hate it when it doesn't work out. I wouldn't be upset with it here. because uh, Parasite Parasite will easily win it when it comes to the real award, or the real big award. Um, But And then Pain and Glory, I mean that one's no no surprise either.
0: Yeah, so now we're going to talk about the one that is a fun little chitter chatter we're about to have. This one has been underneath Jacob and I's skin all day, and then the curveball was the fact that Disney didn't even push it as a animated feature. So Here are your five nominations. Frozen 2, How to Train of Dragon 3, Missing Link, Toy Story 4, and The Lion King. Jacob, thoughts, please.
1: So um, (laughs) I actually – I might do a full review on it because I saw it last night and it just – it affected me so much. I saw I Lost My Body last night and far and away that is the best animated film of the year and how The Lion King, which was pegged as the Disney live-action remake, got Best Animated Feature when it wasn't even pushing for it, makes me wonder if the Hollywood Foreign Press Association even decided to look at some of these other animated films. I think they just saw Lion King, knew of Lion King, saw it when it came out, and said, okay, there's enough animation, let's give it the animated feature. Um I just, I, I, this one sucks. I hate this so much. I hate, uh, there's only one original film in here. And that's not to say I don't like the, Frozen 2 was fine. Uh, Toy Story 4 was good. How to Trade Me Dragon 3 was good. Haven't seen Missing Link. Lion King was absolutely abysmal. But um, it sucks that we can't get more uh, original animated films. Uh, I, I Lost My Body, Klaus uh, – I mean there's there's been a bunch of original animated films coming to the forefront recently, and all of them got snubbed because they wanted to put in the stupid remake, which was literally just – they took the exact same movie from the full animation one and just made it CGI. It just – it kills me so much. I hate this more than absolutely anything.
0: Yeah, so to be honest with you, this really made me mad. And on on several reasons, not just because the movie is absolutely treacherous. And you're right, on several levels, it does, like it resembles the exact same movie that it was whenever it was 25, 30, whatever years ago when Lion King initially came out. This remake was brutal. It was terrible. It was bad. And to even know that they nominated this movie, even though they didn't even submit it in the category, That makes it 10 times worse because you're right. There's so many other movies that could have been – Angry Birds 2 was terrible, but I would have put it in over The Lion King. Secret Life of Pets 2. i Abominable. I forgot about Abominable. I loved Abominable. I loved Abominable. I thought it was a really good movie. I liked it a whole lot to be honest with you. I would have put that in over this. I'm higher on Frozen 2 than you are and I'm higher on Toy Story 4 than you are. But still, this is absolute travesty. I cannot believe that they did this. It really does bother me a whole lot because it's just it, it, they did it for clout. They they did it for namesake. Uh-huh. That's all they did it for. They wanted Beyonce. They want the El- they already had Elton John there. They didn't need to. Be- Even Elton John said this movie was terrible. Come on, guys. Like, yep. This is this was hey. lazy. It was ridiculous. It makes me so mad. And they should just they should be disappointed in the fact that they put this in the category. And truly, I am. I am just appalled, to be honest with you, I really am. I'm just appalled at the category.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know, the the Golden Globes, they love doing stuff for, just for clout, and they love doing stuff just to make a noise, and you, we're gonna hear later some other noises they try to make, but I just, I can't, I can't stand what they did here. Um, you know, Missing out on so many. I know Ricky hasn't seen it, and I know it's a kind of a newer film. But when I say "I lost my body" is the best animated film of the year. It's far and away the best animated film of the year. I, I mean, heard it's, several, I've
0: heard several score people is say is that. Top 10. Yeah, I've heard several people uh, say that. So it's on my. It's now. It, it so not to interrupt, but the, the the intrigue factor for the movie kind of went to another level once you told me how good
1: it was. Mm-hmm. It's and it's it's this one. I will say do not have any of your kids in the room. I mean it's not like a super not for kids, but it's it's not very it's not really for kids. It is I mean it's like it's an adult film and this one, you know, this is a foreign film as well, so I get I guess I get that why they didn't look over it because they don't want to the Hollywood foreign press doesn't want to look at foreign films. So yeah, let's just move on because this one I I could Uh, This one's going to just make me mad until uh, next year.
0: (laughs) That's going to be a perfect transition. We could talk about best screenplay. This could be a little bit more lighthearted. There was a couple surprises here, but um, Marriage Story, Parasite, The Two Popes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Irishman. Actually, to be honest with you, there was only one surprise here, and that was The Two Popes. Um, Obviously then jumbling the category together. Um it kind of uh it kind of threws a curveball to the entire situation. But man, two popes look, I enjoyed two popes. I did. I liked it. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit, so I don't want to go on too much of a two popes tangent, but it really surprised me the love that it got. But um Eric, you know, not that but Eric said that everybody loves that film out there and he loves it. It's one of his favorite films of the year. But to be honest with you, my I think Parasite's gonna run away with this one. Parasite is the uh, best written film this year. Like the screenplay is masterful. I don't think there's a better better written screenplay with the versatility that uh, Bong brought to the table. So I'm I'm pretty I'm all on I'm all aboard the Bong Hive. That's still my number one film of the year. I don't think any, there's nothing that's going to supplant that. Um, it, I can't wait to watch it again, again, and again, and again, and again, and again. So, Jacob, um, obviously I was a little disappointed in the Honey Boy thing. That was my snub, but. It didn't surprise me that it wasn't, but you always gotta hold out hope for uh, Shy. But it's uh, slowly, you know, dissipating. Like we're part of the Avengers. So yeah, Jacob, thoughts?
1: Um. Yeah, the Honey Boy one was upset, but with how everything went down and with uh, kind of the whole women situation, I really thought that they would have nominated the farewell just to get one on there um i think that was my big snub the farewell for whatever ricky somehow thinks about it now it is a very well-written hmm. movie
0: um oh i agree No, no, no. i agree the screenplay is very good
1: yeah and uh you know two popes i watched two popes when i was lying in bed sick as a dog and it didn't make me feel any better um, so I can, I can either take that as I need to see it again in a better light, or it is a fine film that just didn't blow me away. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. Parasite Parasite probably will win. Um, I personally think Marriage Story should win. Uh, but par- if you're a betting man, I would put the money on Parasite. I mean, that film, that film's going to Wash through a lot of these and, um, those, so. Many so and I agree,
0: I agree with you there. I, say, I wouldn't, so the only thing I think Parasite's one, and I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is two. I really think that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has a real chance to sweep a lot of the awards at this show. I think, it's I good. do. Oh, yeah. I think, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is very close. Um, I think it could win this award, I think it could
1: win several other ones that we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. All right, folks, now we're going to tackle the acting categories here first. We're going to
0: dive right into Best Supporting Actress. Uh, Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Annette Bening for The Report, Laura Dern for Marriage Story, Margaret Robbie for Bombshell, and Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers. Jacob, what were your thoughts on these nominations?
1: Um, Annette Bening, no. Uh, I haven't seen The Report, but... It, I hate how – I hate that the report got more love than Honey Boy when Honey Boy is Amazon's number one priority. Moving on, Kathy Bates, uh, you know, they – when she was first announced, they announced her in lead. Am I wrong? No, you're 100 percent right. She's actually yeah,
0: – because she's in SAG for Best um, Actors too.
1: Yeah, because I went back and looked. Uh, I looked on uh, Next Best Pictures' FYC gallery. And they changed her around to um, supporting, which I don't know if that's just because of this or because she's actually getting supporting love from critics. But, um, I mean, she has to be far and away incredible in that film. Um, Other than that, I mean, Laura Dern, Margot Robbie, uh, Jennifer Lopez, all Givens. Um, I think, honestly, I think any three of them could win it, but I don't think Laura Dern has lost. um, But maybe one or two critics groups or like other groups right now. So to me, Laura Darn's the winner. Um, I don't think she's going to lose. She's going to fly through. She's going to win the Oscar. Um, But in that same vein, I am growing on the fact that JLo could be an Oscar contender and a winner. Um, To me, I just, I look back at JLo's career and it's, not good and i think she got the absolute luckiest role she's ever gonna get and she did a hell of a job with it and so i wouldn't be upset if j-lo won it um of course she know's out she's in big big disappointing uh snub um i think nine nine deserves a little bit better and hopefully she will at the oscars nope um what were you saying
0: no, I just said no. It's not going to be nominated. I'm kind of happy she oh. didn't get nominated because she didn't deserve it. To be honest with you, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to be that guy on this podcast, but look, I'm all look, you think.
1: You think Annette Bening deserved the, the supporting actors over Zhao Shuzhen? Yes. Oh, look, what, look, what happened to the same Ricky look, I met a few months ago?
0: <laughs> look, I'm not going to lie. This I, is the
1: same. This is the same guy who came out and said that he thought Farewell was a masterpiece the first time when he saw it. Look, and he I, loved every second
0: of it. That was my initial reaction coming out of the movie, and like I said, I need to rewatch it again. But look, let's not overblow that movie to more than what it was. The acting performances were okay; like they were. The re- Aquafina were, were right. was good, which we'll talk about her in a minute. But she wasn't that good. Uh, this is wait, n- nay, nay, whatever, poo poo, whatever you want to call her. She does not deserve to be nominated. I'm sorry. Uh, I would have put Florence Poe over Little Woman, who honestly. Is probably my favorite supporting performance of the year, I think, right now. I loved a Little Woman way more than I thought I was going to. Um, Jennifer Lopez obviously is a hands down. Margaret Robbie was fantastic at Bombshell. Laura Dern, I look, I like Marriage Story. I love Marriage Story. I, I could I don't think I mean Laura Dern's probably gonna run away with all these, but I think J-Lo's gonna win the Golden Globe just because she's J-Lo. And to be honest with you, Kathy Bates, I think it's category fraud because she wasn't in the category. So I really have nothing to say about that. I haven't seen the film. But Cateroni, Belf not being nominated for Four vs. Ferrari is going to be the biggest travesty. Uh, One of the biggest – not the biggest because there's a lot of other travesties we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But it's Belf should have been nominated for Supporting Actress. She should be nominated for the Oscar. She was the heart and soul of that film and it is disgusting that she's not getting any – Treatment at all for that film. Speaking of disgusting, we can transition to best supporting actor Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins for Two Popes, Al Pacino for The Irishman, Joe Pesci for The Irishman, and Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'll kick this one off here, Jacob. Um, Obviously, who should have been in? Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf gave the hands down. Probably one of the best. It's easily one of the five best supporting performances of the year, hands down. Like that's not even a question. I would say he's right next to the heavy hitter Brad Pitt, right next to Al Pacino. In my opinion, those two guys going head to head, those three guys going head to head to head, would absolutely be brilliant. Um, I think that's a massive snub. He's going to get snubbed. His Oscar chances are looking worse and worse by the day, and it's pathetic because his performance was gut-wrenching. It was everything that you want out of a performance, and it is just terrible that he's getting snubbed on so many different levels. Um, I'm not going to rant about the surprise because I'm going to let you do that. Um, Al Pacino, to me, was he gave hands down the best performance in The Irishman. I'm glad he's getting nominated. He deserves the award over Joe Pesci if anybody other than Brad Pitt's going to win this award, which I don't see happening. Tom Hanks in a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Sorry, he doesn't deserve it either. And, um, Jacob, I'll let you kick it off with your thoughts now, buddy.
1: Yeah, I would, I would. Oh, hold on. Sorry, on
0: Jacob, Jacob. That. One second, one second. We're, I'm sorry. Did you check your Fitbit? Are you good?
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um, it's, it does say I need to get up and walk, so I probably need to get off soon. Um, but I wonder if Anthony Hopkins is saying it too, because that's, that's all he really did in that movie was get told to get up and walk and then walked around and then sat down and complained and ate a pizza and did that. I mean, God, I mean, I love Anthony Hopkins. Uh, I like Anthony Hopkins enough, but man, that that one killed. That one and Tom Hanks both killed. I think you could have easily taken both of them out, shoved in Shia LaBeouf and Willem Dafoe, and it would have been honestly a much better category, but... I mean, I just reiterate everything you said. Um, for I mean, for me, if anyone's gonna dethrone Brad Pitt, I would want it to either be Shia LaBeouf just because the Honey Boys absolutely incredible, or Willem Dafoe just because I want Willem Dafoe to win an Oscar or win an award so bad. Um, but I mean, this is Brad Pitt's year. Uh, the the one person I don't want to take him is Joe Pesci because Al Pacino gave the better performance in that movie. Um, but other than that, I mean, the category is fine when you get to those last three, but Tom Hanks and Anthony Hopkins, I just, I personally don't see it. Uh, and I hope that Oscar voters don't see it either.
0: I agree 100%. Um, and that's transitioning into Best Actress in a Comedy and Musical, one of the worst categories for nominees ever i mean yes so anna de Armas for knives out which i'm okay with that one aquafina for the farewell man uh, Kate blanchett for where'd you go bernadette they really got desperate uh, beanie fettleston for uh book and emma thompson for late night which i'm very happy about the fact that constance Wu got snubbed really affect like really bothers me even more so over Like, even more so over Emma Thompson and Beanie Feinstein and Kate Blanchett, Constance Wu was really good in Hustlers. Like, she was like, I'm sorry, but she was kind of sneaky as good as Jennifer Lopez was in that film. I think people forget. When they rewatched Hustlers, I did. And it was a very good film. Like, it surprised me how good it was. But people need to stop sleeping on Constance Wu's performance in that film. Look, I understand J Lo was amazing, and she had an amazing performance, and... It was great, and she was awesome. But Constance Wu was just as good in that film. I'm sorry, Jacob. She really was. My thoughts on who's going to win. Anna de Armas, I really think that she's going to sneakily win this award, which is going to really not bud well for Aquafina and her race to get an Oscar nomination she doesn't deserve. But, Jacob, what were your thoughts?
1: Um, no, you don't have to apologize. I mean, Constance Wu, to me, gave a better performance than J-Lo. Um, I think J-Lo just had that kind of motherly, flashy, you know, out there performance that Const- Constance Wood didn't have, but she had the kind of more nuanced and subtle performance. But yeah, I mean, that one hurt. Um, you know, the surprise to this is Kate Blanchett and Where'd You Go, Bernadette, because um, I think there's maybe 10 people in the world who saw that movie, and I guess all 10 were part of the HFPA. Um But for me, the winner, I think the winner is either going to be Aquafina or Ana de Armas. Uh, You know, Ana de Armas gave a phenomenal performance in Knives Out, um, and Aquafina gave a phenomenal performance in The Farewell, and I think it could be either of them. Um, But I think the the top two are very strong. Uh, Kate Blanchett, she's there because she's Kate Blanchett. Beanie Feldstein, I'm happy for hers. Um, as a person, don't like Smart all that much, and Emma Thompson. Although I always thought she was going to go into supporting, and Mindy Kaling was going to be the lead. Um, you know, I'm glad she got this. It might be a filler, but I'm glad she did get this. Yeah, me as well. I'm not going to lie. I
0: I I kind of enjoyed it as well. And that's going to transition into the easiest category of the night. I went five for five in this category. No surprises here, but. Daniel Craig, or oh, sorry, best actor in a comedy musical. Daniel Craig, Knives Out, Roman Griffin uh, Davis for Jojo Rabbit, Leonardo DiCaprio, oh sorry, DiCaprio, he's he the GOAT, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, T- Taryn Egerton for uh, Rocketman, and Eddie Murphy for Dolomite Is My Name. Um, we actually both have no snubs and no surprises. Um, winners we differentiate, which, to be honest with you, Mine is based on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, really uh, sweeping the Globes. But if it doesn't, I like
1: both of your guys as well, Jacob. Uh, mine, mine are based off of that. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is not a comedy, um, <laughs> in any sense of the term, I guess, because someone gets flamethrowered. Um, and he and kills another... those
0: Nazis with the flamethrower. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I guess. I guess. Those parts are funny. Um, Overall, I mean, this is a movie about the Manson murders and Roman Polanski and um, kind of the whole Charles Manson family. And to me, none of those sound very funny. I would not want to be in any of those situations, uh, especially the Roman Polanski one. So to me, I don't get how Once Upon a Time is in comedy or musical. Um, If anything, I think that uh, the Two Popes should have been a comedy musical over Once Upon a Time, but so be it. Um, Yeah, there's no snubs, no surprises. I mean, everyone who got in, got in because they deserve so. Even, you know, Roman Griffin Davis, he's probably thanking everything that Uncut Gems got switched over because if Uncut Gems was still in this one, there's no way he gets in. But That's not true. Um for me, I think... I, I've And I've gone back and forth on this. I think Taryn Egerton or Eddie Murphy do have kind of the best shot just because they are the only two that really kind of fit into that flashy one. But a sneaker is Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, I really do think Knives Out is getting a lot of love. Um, and I do think Daniel Craig could probably sneak in and uh, take this award. Um, you know, with Leo... I mean the safe the safest pick is Leo, just because it is Leo and it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and he gives a great performance in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The issue with me comes back to this isn't a uh, this isn't a comedy. And so, so for me, I've got Taron Egerton or Eddie Murphy right now, and I think this the sleeper is Daniel Craig.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't hate, uh, I don't really don't hate anybody in this category winning. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, obviously I don't think Griffin uh, Davis stands a chance, chance at winning, but I wouldn't even be mad about any one of these other four guys winning the award. I loved Daniel Craig and Iza. I thought he was he was fantastic. You know what I mean? Like he was phenomenal in that film. So, um, and it gave some of the best he gave offered some of the best
1: dialogue in the history of like any movie ever. I really, I really, I really think that. If they pushed him for supporting, I do think he could, he'd could, he be more talked about more for maybe even the Oscar nomination. Um, but I think they know what they were doing, pushing him for a lead in comedy musical and getting him this nomination. Um, I don't think they assumed that Knives Out would be such a big hit with everyone like it is. But, yeah, I mean, I love Daniel Craig in that movie. Yeah, he was phenomenal.
0: Transitioning over to Best Actress – um, in a drama, in a drama movie, Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, Sarcy Ronin for Little Women, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger for Judy. Um, I'm going to start off by saying this would not surprise me one bit if this is your um, if this is your five for the Oscars. Um, I think it's going to be these five and potentially Aquafina as your sixth. Person kind of switching in and out with uh, Cynthia. Um, actually, sorry, the seventh would be the obvious snub here when that was Lupita. Um, she was, she was phenomenal. Now it's like it so hurts my soul that she was not nominated. Um, I'm not. I know I'm gonna kind of die on this branch here, but Renelle Zaywiger was good in Judy, but she didn't tran. Like she didn't just blow me away. I mean, when I can sit here and say Scarlett Johansson obviously was phenomenal in Marriage Story, Ronnie was amazing in Little Woman. I loved her character arc in that movie as well, and her just, I just loved her. In that and Theron was just brilliant in Bombshell. Um, I, I think Cynthia is gonna win. I don't really have a reason other than I think she's going to win for some reason. But um, give me give me Johansson, Ronin, or Theron, and I'd be happy to be honest with you, Jacob.
1: Uh yeah, I mean, God, I did not like Harriet. Um, Ricky, I guess Ricky got lucky and saw the the Snyder cut of Harriet because I don't. I hope he watches it again and kind of realizes that Arriva, Cynthia Arriva was fine. Um, I don't think she was award worthy. I really hope she's not Oscar worthy. Um, you know. Johansson was good. Uh, Ronan was good. Zellweger, I haven't seen Judy, so I have no kind of ball there. But for me, I would put it between Johansson and uh, Sersha Ronan. And sadly, I'm not the person who gets to vote for it because I think it will be Renee Zellweger. And I think she's going to have a sort of female Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody type thing going on. Um, I think she's gonna win it. I, right now, I have her winning the Oscar. Um, I, I, I don't want to see it go play out that way, but I do think it will. Um, again, the snub is definitely. Oh, oh my God! Definitely Lupita Nyong'o. Um, I think Wednesday is her last shot, and I think it's a last shot for someone else. We're gonna talk about. Um, and if they don't get in Wednesday, I think that both of them are just gonna be critical, critical darlings and kind of move on. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it wasn't terrible. I didn't like the Cynthia Revo, but other than that, it's what I expected.
0: All right, folks, time to transition into best actor in a drama movie. This is my favorite category in the entire world. I can't wait to talk about it. We had Christian Bale for Ford versus Ferrari, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Jonathan Price for The Two Popes, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, and Joaquin Phoenix for The Joker. Um, snubs for me, personally, I was very, very upset that Adam Sandler was not nominated for Murder Mystery. I really thought that he stood a chance there on this category. I was surprised that he didn't get nominated. George McKay, though, he's really um, he's really died down. I think it's just because of a namesake, you know what I mean? If you look at the heavy hitters, you got Bale, Banderas, Price, Driver, Phoenix. I genuinely feel like Bale got the nomination because of who he is. Um, bell has been here. He's done it. He's won the award here. Actually, I think he won last year in Comedy for Vice. So mm-hmm. for me, that to me, it's a surprise for Bale because he wasn't even the best performer in that movie. Matt Damon was. But it doesn't really surprise me in another way because Bale draws. His, his name will draw compared to um, you know a George McKay or any other actor they could have considered other than Adam Sandler. So, um, for me personally, that was my surprise. The winner for me, Phoenix, should hands down win every single award known to men because his performance was absolutely brilliant. And I will reiterate one more time: I am so happy Adam Sandler did not get nominated for the below mediocre film, Uncut Gems. Jacob, your thoughts on Jake? your thoughts on Jacob? Your thoughts on the best actor
1: in a drama? category um yeah Ricky won this one uh like I said just with Lupita uh, I think Adam Sandler's last chance is Wednesday if not he can keep winning uh critic awards and that'll be what it is and that's you know honestly that's fine that's where I always thought Uncut Gems was gonna be um I never really saw it getting love uh in the above the line awards shows but uh I do think For me, I know Ricky doesn't. For me, I think Adam Sandler gave a phenomenal performance. Um, I think Adam Sandler gave one of the best, just soul scenes. I think he gave one of the best scene performances of the year, uh, no matter who you're talking to. Um, I cannot wait to see this movie again. I want to see it right now. Um, I keep hoping that we get an A24 screeners so that I can just, get uncut gems and throw it in and watch it again. Um, I, I really did love it. I have a full review on why I loved Adam Sandler's performance so much. Um, I agree, George McKay, I think, it, I think name is pulling him down. And I also think that few people have seen 1917. And so I think that's gonna hurt it as well. Uh, the surprise of course is Christian Bale. I don't think he was the best performance of the film, but like you said, namesake, he's gonna get in. Um, and then for me, winning wise, it's going to be either Adam driver or walking Phoenix. Uh, I'm not as big on walking Phoenix's performance as Ricky is. I thought it was, I thought it was very good, but I thought it was, I didn't think there was any kind of subtleties to it. I thought it was all in your face and, you know, that's, I it I I kind of geared more towards Adam Driver's performance. Um,
0: in your face, that's all Adam Sandler was for two and a half, four hours of what it felt like of uncut gems. Like I right? have
1: a I have a full review of how Adam Sandler's performance was more than in your face. But to move on, uh, I do think the winner is going to be Adam Driver or Walking Phoenix, just like it's been with basically every other uh, critics group. Um, it's been driver. It's been Phoenix. It's been driver. It's been driver. It's been Phoenix. It's been driver. It's been back and forth, nonstop. And uh, I think that's how it's going to be for this one. I don't. I can't give you a guaranteed winner right now. Um, you know, I think with more of the nominations coming up and wins, we'll be able to tell. But uh, it, it's going to be either Adam Driver or Joaquin Phoenix. How I've how I've been saying it. If Adam Driver wins, it'll be because he won for the performance. If Walking Phoenix wins, it'll be because he wins because of his name.
0: That's oh, how. That that's is how a this bunch of crap. Work
1: let's move on.
0: Let's let's agree to move on because Uncut Gems sucked. I just want to throw this out here real quick that I just was looking through kind of the winners of past Globes. Best performance – two thousand eleven seemed like a whole lot of fun. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture. Obviously, that one was one the one the year that Johnny Depp got nominated for The Tourist. But listen, he's got it. Paul Giamatti for Barney's version, Jake Gyllenhaal for Love and Other Drugs, Kevin Spacey for Casino Jack, and then Johnny Depp again for Alice in Wonderland. That is, <laughs> that sounds that's like a, a that's a group. That sounds like a year of best supporting actors, like it was this year. All right, folks, we're going to transition into the best director category. Um, I, <laughs> I love your uh, I love your little snippet on. Um, Snub, but obviously, we had uh, Mr. You know, we had the bung hive obviously with Parasite, uh, Sam Mendes for 1917, Todd Phillips for the Joker, um, Martin Scorsese for the Irishman, and of course, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, to be honest with you, I really feel like Four of your Best Director nominations are in this category. Sorry, Todd Phillips, you're not in it. But those four guys I think are locks for the Oscars. I don't think there's – the fifth slot is such a wild card um, with obviously the people you mentioned. It depends on how much the Academy likes Marriage Story or not because I could fully see this being a year where that like wins Best Picture but doesn't get director, i.e. Uh, when Argo did it. Um for me, the biggest snub was James Mangold because look, I love the Joker. I love it. I will talk about it till I'm blue in the face. I think it. Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix gave one of the best performances in a movie. Period. Um, it was fun, phenomenal. It was transcendent. It from start to finish, the way his character. It was. He had probably three or four Oscar here in your face scenes. That just blew, blew you away. Um, I saw that movie twice in theaters. I liked it even more the second time. It's one of, I think, four films this year that have gotten five stars for me. Um, it's a master for film, but it doesn't deserve Best Director. I'm sorry, it doesn't. Um, it, it Look, Todd Phillips' direction in it was good. I liked his direction in it. I thought his directing was good in the film. But there is very, very, very many other directors I would have went here. Melanie Mastukas for Queen and Slim. I know you didn't like that film, Jacob. But her, I would have went with Greta Gerwig for Little Women. I would have went for Alma for Honey Boy. I would have went for, obviously, Mangold. Bombback would have been fine. It, to be honest with you, it kind of surprised me to see his name ring true. Um, obviously, I think that that's going to help. I think it does put him in that six, seven area maybe for the Oscars. I don't think he's going to get nominated, but I would not be surprised now if he does get the nomination. Like it wouldn't be a surprise anymore because this was the surprise for me. This was Todd Phillips' coming out party potentially, but I think the other four
1: are locks right now, Jacob. Uh, I agree. Um, the Todd Phillips one, you know, how how I see the movie is – everything that was any bit of style or flair or anything that was all Joaquin's doing and Todd Phillips is just not taking credit for it. Um the direction was not great. Uh it was, you know, there are some there's so many more and this I've I really like the film. It's still in my top ten. Um but the direction and the script were not what stood out for the film um Todd Phillips I would not I wouldn't have him in my top 10 of the year um this goes back to the whole women getting in I think Greta Gerwig should uh, have got in I think Alma Herrell should have got in I think Marilyn Heller even though you know we neither of us really liked the movie all that much her direction was still fantastic um you know, going back away from it, James Mangold, how he did. I mean, all of the car scenes in Ford versus Ferrari, they're all practical. He didn't just sit behind a screen and put a movie on, uh, on a green screen and just play it like that, like they do with uh, The Lion King. Maybe if he did that, they could have got Best Animated Feature. Um, <laughs> Noah Baumbach definitely, you know, could have got in. Uh, I think there are 10 to 15 other directors who I would have – much rather seen in there than Todd Phillips. Um, but going away from that, winning wise, I think it's going to be Sam Mendez. Uh, I don't know how well 1917 is going to do in the picture races um, or anything other than the text and cinematography and score. But I do think, I think, direction, I think Sam Mendez directed do, just strictly the art of directing. the best job that anyone has done in the past probably 20 years i mean his strict direction of that film was absolutely phenomenal and being able to pull off what he did and not make it not make it you know too much like a video game and not make it to where it was you know pretentious or anything like that like to make it flow well as well as he did and to make it go all throughout, I mean that the film still—it's the film still a masterpiece. It's still my number one of the year. And Honey Boy has been knocking and punching at it for weeks, and it still is my number one. Um, but for me, I think Sam Mendes is going to win it.
0: I think Clint Tanner Tarantino is going to win. I think it's going to be a big night for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think they're they have potentially to take directors, screenplay, and both acting nominations. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. And then of course that's going to transition into the two um two big categories obviously for best uh picture obviously we have the actor our best picture for comedy and musical we've got Dolomite is my name jojo rabbit knives out once upon a time and rocket man the same five for best actor one little tidbit i did want to point out so eight of the last nine best actor winners have won the Golden Globe in drama series, so that's interesting to point out. It's been eight of nine, it's, and it's seven straight, dating back to I think it's like 2011. It's kind of crazy. I was kind of comparing the numbers here on my phone as we were talking, but um, the only year that it didn't was the year George Clooney won for The Descendants, which is weird. Um, but so um, honestly, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's going to win this. I don't. There's no surprises here. I liked all the categories. Um, uh yeah so those are those five are perfect once upon a time in hollywood's gonna sweep this award hands down in my opinion
1: um my biggest surprise is actually jojo rabbit um i would have much rather had hustlers in here uh than jojo rabbit no. um now going back snub i had i had cats just as a no guts no glory pick um i don't I I don't even know who's seen the movie. I don't even know if the Hollywood foreign press has seen the movie. I think they just got on Spotify and heard Taylor's song. Uh, But I agree. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going to category fraud its way into a Best Picture win um, at the Globes. And it's going to take this one. I think the only thing pushing against it is Rocketman and uh, Knives Out. um, And Dolomite is my name. But I think probably Knives Out probably has the best chance of actually giving it a run for its money because as it's looking right now, I've got Knives Out as a sleeper in the Oscars for Best Picture. Uh, I mean, everyone loves that movie. Uh, I think if Daniel Craig does win the best actor for that movie, I think we might have to start thinking about it a little more seriously. Um, but I, for right now, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood takes it.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. And then it's going to transition into the best uh, picture in the drama category. Nominees, 1917, The Joker, Irishman, Marriage Story, and The Two Popes. Um, To be honest with you, we both agreed that Little Women was a little bit of a snub here. I was surprised by Joker. And then after I wrote the article and then I went to check my nominees that I picked for this, I did pick The Joker, which was whatever. I'm not really surprised now. Obviously, but um, I, I don't I, – I can see The Irishman winning, obviously, just because it's The Irishman. Um, the Irishman was good. It was not great. It's not even in my top 20 for movies this year. So, I, I mean, I understand people love the movie. I get why they love – actually, I don't get why they love it, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. Two Popes, uh, it is what it is. The Two Popes is what it is. I would have put Little Women in uh, ahead of Two Popes, hands down, easily. I think marriage story wins. I have no confidence in this. I think it's
1: down to nineteen seventeen, the Irishman or marriage story. Uh what do you think, Jacob? No, I agree. Um I think uh I think nineteen seventeen, marriage story, the Irishman, I think they all kind of fit into that same um fit into that same boat. I would personally like to see nineteen seventeen win it. Um or marriage story, uh the Irishman. I mean it's just the Irishman has so much behind it but at the same time marriage story has so much love behind it so that's the one where i don't know if uh either of those are going to take it now another thing is that's three netflix films so are they going to go away from netflix uh it's it's so hard to see um and so hard to tell for me i agree little women i had uncut gems in this just as a bs pick just to piss ricky off mostly but i really didn't think it was going to get in i thought uh Little Women probably should have got in. I think Little Women, man, we've talked about it for weeks, for probably months now. Neither of us wanted the movie to be good. I watched it before Ricky, and I said, Ricky, I hate this movie because I like it. Um, And he said the exact same thing to me. He just sent me back his uhs and ums and wows and... Said nope. I actually liked it. I, I mean, really it's...
0: enjoyed the directing in that film. Like I really did. I thought Greta did a fantastic. What are you saying? I really think that Greta did a fantastic job directing that film. Like this, like the way she wrote it and the way she directed it. I really like it. Took it. The film was elevated on a different level for me personally watching it because of her
1: directing. It, it, uh, it really was. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, the only thing, I mean, the editing was terrible, but. I think I think the editing the editing on first watch is terrible and I think upon rewatch, knowing what it is, it might feel a little better knowing how they actually did format the story. Um but other than that, I mean it just after that first thirty minutes, it's just such a smooth ride and you just sit back and you just have fun with this family. I mean, it's it's a it's a great it's a great film. I hate saying it, but it really is. Um But, yeah, that's all I have for this one.
0: Yeah, so, folks, that's all the categories. We broke them down. Obviously, that was a lot of fun for me. Um, I like breaking it down. I can't wait to our podcast after um, we see who wins or who doesn't win and the uproar regarding that. But, folks, do us a favor. Head on over to geekvibesnation.com, our new show sponsor. Check out all their uh, articles. They have massive articles out on a day-to-day basis. I love their structure. I love their base. Um, also follow them on Twitter at GeekVibesNation. Head on over to NashvilleNoise.com. Support our good friend uh, and sponsor of the sh- uh, sponsor of the trailer segment. Um, follow them on Twitter at Nashville Noise. Also follow uh, at Cody Howell. Follow Jacob on Twitter at MCdI underscore Jacob. Follow me Ricky Blair underscore. Follow the show at MCdI Pod and. Go to the newly crowned, newly formed MusicCityDriveIn.com website. We're going to have articles and reviews galore. I'm excited to present that to you guys. I'm excited to announce it to you guys. And as always, thanks for tuning in and thanks for all the support. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys soon.
1: And drive safe.